This podcast is everybody welcome back to another episode of bourbon and border loans here on the black tastic podcast network i am one of your hosts panama jackson joined by the squad the crew of Corey, jabri janae and shawnee how is everybody doing, doing Hi, great friends. great that's good i i brought a lot of energy last week and nobody gave it back to me so i decided to eschew <laughs> that or eschew as jabri likes to call it I figured y'all weren't going to give me back that good energy, so to hell with hey. it. But well, I am very happy to be here with you all today. We are all excited to to have this conversation about the June 3rd, 2020 episode of Queen Sugar. It's interesting watching because you have to remember that only a couple of days have passed like since the last episode, or that Ralph Angel and Darla only been married for like two weeks now, <laughs> if yes. that long. I don't need like it. It ain't been. They've been married for like a week. But we already having conversations about their marriage and stuff like that. Like they've been married for years. So it's interesting trying to keep the time in perspective. Agreed. Yeah. And the dates are in the title though. Like the date <laughs> is in the title. It sets the same for when but, this is. But do you actively think about the title when I you're watching the show? Because I, I don't. Now sometimes I do double check. I'm like, how long is this supposed to be? This is supposed to be two weeks? I do feel like that sometimes, but I do so, know when it is because it's so, in the, well, it's in the well, Okay, since you want to do that, since you want to come for me, even though no, I ain't no, for you. No, hold on now. I don't, I don't think the, the general audience even knows the episode titles. Like, Truly. Yeah. I don't either. Well, I mean, let's, but, but let's, let's, let's brief, let's, let's briefly. Okay. I do want to, I do want to briefly say something. So the last episode was June 1st, 2020, when Charlie called Davis. Did it take Davis two days to get there because it is now June 2020 when he had to break and enter into the house? That's all I'm saying. I got to remember the date. See, and that's, that's the all thing, I'm too, because a lot of the episodes clearly all have dates, or at least most of them do. But even the events of the episode do take place over maybe one to two to three days. So, right. True. yeah. First day the last day. Yeah, it just kind of. I, I, I feel maybe you, Panama. Just like. Us up. You're right. All I'm saying is I be having to remember what the date is, even though I have that information. Was June 3rd when this episode started or when it ended? Had to be when it ends. Had yeah, to be when yeah. it ends. Because otherwise okay. it would take Davis two days to get to the house. Yeah, and that w- that's not okay. Or the last episode ended on a day that wasn't Fair. the first. Mm. That's true. That's, 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 the second. that's true. So <laughs> since speaking of, since our homie Sierra is the director of this episode maybe we hey. need to get her in here to go ahead and answer these questions just clarify a point of go. clarification yeah it's just, just like listen we need we need some we need some uh we need some clarification yeah anyway i pulled recap duty this week so i will uh i will bust out my my recap of this episode are we ready we ready 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 all right let's do it yep. So this episode starts with Blue having, uh, I'm not going to do it. I was going to, y'all remember like uh, the clips? I'm having nightmares. Please. Please. I, w- I, be- I am 
You know what? I did it even though I didn't want to do it. I was trying to stop myself from doing <laughs> it. Blues having nightmares. I know. I couldn't even stop myself. So Blues having nightmares about Ralph Angel's encounter with the police, which we all kind of expected. No way Blue comes out of that okay. You know, he doesn't He doesn't come out of that the way that he went into it. Davis. I mean, Davis then came in broken, breaking and entering into the house trying to get to Charlie to make sure he could, uh, you know, help take care of her. And, you know, it's... I like watching it's interesting watching them because he still genuinely cares, but he's not he's not acting like a dude who like he's being present, mm-hmm. he's being helpful, he's being all those things. You remember at some point they used to love each other. Like they were, you know, they were married, they actually you know, they cared about each other and all that stuff. Like they were vulnerable together. It was I liked watching their interactions, even though it's not for a good reason, because Charlie's yeah. going through it. But I enjoyed seeing him take care of her, but just do it as a matter of course, not in any way, shape, or form, like to get points. Right. Like he's making sure that she's good, uh, because that's what you do when you love people. Very cute. Very much. Very much. Darla's meddlesome mother has come through <laughs> in the uh, to the nth degree. So she not only applied, she she not only put in an application for Blue at Sidwell Friends School in Washington D.C., where we are recording from, but he got accepted. The boy they got a full ride because she decided to call the to call their bluff on the whole Black Lives Matter thing, and as she said, he's <laughs> he's smart, he's black, and uh, they need him. So she got him into Sidwell Friends, which interestingly, I didn't think that Ralph Angel would be the one who would be for it. Same. I thought Darla would struggle more with that than than Ralph Angel would, but but Ralph Angel apparently is like you know like, let's send him, and Darla's like nah, I'm out. We knew that was gonna come back and rear its head. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how that happened. I was wondering if she was going to be able to get that financial aid taken care of. But, yeah, apparently they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> Darla's family's legacy, they philanthropic efforts. And side. she know people on the board. Of course. So Connect. if Blue Blue's education is there for the taking if they, decide to, if they decide they want it. But they don't. Hollywood has been insisting on Vi getting out of folks' business. Vi can't do it. <laughs> In short. Uh, But (laughs) what we do learn from her interactions with Darlene, because she ends up calling Darlene and going, like, clean off. Like, they out here, she out here lobbing threats. She ready to go to war. Is that Vi apparently is going through it herself. Like, while she's so busy checking up on everybody else, which Hollywood pointed out, it'd be nice if somebody would check on you. Interesting that he was there telling her that somebody needed to check on her. But, you know, that's his wife. So I guess the the assumption goes he's been doing it. It was interesting watching her... uh, her come for Darlene though, I did. Ra- I rather enjoyed that. Same. Though I do think Darlene had the more cogent points. Uh, it was like it was like Ether versus Takeover. Like <laughs> Darlene was 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 Takeover and and Vi was Ether, but y'all know how that went. I mean, they both got too much dip on that chip, but <laughs> yeah. Um, Calvin comes home, no realize how much she loves and misses him. They talk about marriage. Calvin's like, I, I, I'll give you whatever you want. If we want that Stebbin and Oprah love, I thought that was a nice shout out. Uh, I thought it was funny that Nova's like, we need to make sure that we're only referencing interracial couples in our love story. But, <laughs> know you know, <laughs> it was so Nova. It was so unnecessarily Nova. But Calvin's ready. He's ready to go. Ralph Angel in Hollywood talking about the real spot. So I, 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 Hollywood plans on taking the real spot virtual, which I think is a real cool idea. They have this, he has this realization while they're down in brown liquor and what doing what looks like having a deep talk, but not really talking about anything. 
<laughs> which I imagine is what was going to happen at the real spot for quite some time before folks start getting um, Get vulnerable, whatever. <laughs> you know, they go there to talk about nothing but do it with the homies and, you know, pick up copies of the books like Black Fortune, which I own, about the first six African-Americans to survive slavery and become millionaires. I will be waiting for my link to that uh, real spot virtual, first virtual meetup. Aunt Vi sets up a nice date night with uh, with Hollywood and Aunt Vi's PP and D uh, because she's, I don't know, she realizes she needs to let him know that, you know, he's, he thinks he's good. She knows he's not good, and they need to talk about that. Uh, she was looking very, she was looking like a bag of money. I, 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 was in, I enjoyed Aunt Vi then. She looked very good. Nova got some interesting information about some police brutality case, case going on. That's going to lead somewhere, I presume. We do have to point out that Charlie seems to be pulling through the Rona, but she definitely gave it to Davis because she done coughed all over that man. And yes. either he's asymptomatic or I had to remember that it's only been a couple days or the same day as the last episode, which we just talked about. So I don't really know how far along they are, but Davis going to need to quarantine for 14 days. Oh, yeah. Is the main bullet point. He going to need to sit his ass down somewhere. Uh no, mask ain't doing no. nothing. I don't know what and he what think his mask doing. He walking up with he without the mask on when she was coughing. <laughs> That's what to say. He said, forget it. Yeah, which interesting. Like when right. she started coughing, he ran in there without the mask. Like, right. why are you even taking it off? Like, just keep the mask on. But just, you know, and she questions. caught I mean, she caught he got close. <laughs> he huh? should have put it on her. Yeah. Or just, you know, put it on himself and before he walked in there while she's coughing up a storm. Right. Or that. But that's not what masks are for. I mean, you know, PSA, though, that ain't what masks are for. Like, masks are not to protect you from the Rona. They are to protect other people from you giving it to them. So, like, you saying, I'm protecting myself with a mask, and I'm going to go in here with somebody with the Rona, not great logic. That's not that's that's not but an educated decision. in order decision. to put the mask that's on not, that's her, a, that's a non he would have choice. to get close enough to do it, so she would have coughed on him anyway. The same, You're getting the same result. Everybody violated. Everybody violated. Yeah, I mean, it's on her. There's a lot of Rona going around in that house is the main bullet point. It's just percolating in there, and anybody stepping foot in that house is catching it. Immediately. Rob realizes, you know, over a game of Jenga and some, and some warm lemonade that, you know, <laughs> you know he can't live his warm. life. It was sitting on the counter. It was sitting on the no counter. I don't know how long, but it was sitting on the counter. Okay. I just feel like that, that was, that was no, it was, Nah, I mean, it was just my bad. <laughs> Some lemonade that may or may not be warm. We're sitting on the counter. They playing Jenga. For some reason, Ralph, you know, Ralph Angel knocks over the he's not even losing, but he he like hits reset for some reason. Like I don't know, you know, I don't know how 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 Ralph Angel gets down playing games. But he realizes he needs his family around him, that they're gonna have to find that quality education somewhere in Louisiana. Even though I thought it was interesting, Darlene made a point that there's no quality education for Blue within 50 miles of where they live, but they do not live 50 miles away from New Orleans. And I don't know if the point is New Orleans ain't got no quality education spots, but I would imagine they have some. That might just um, be her perception, her bougie perception. Got to be. But, you know, as as the episode comes to an end, we realize, you know, Darlene going to have to try Jesus because Anva throws hands. <laughs> but because they're going to stay... They're going to keep Blue down there. Darlene will not have to find out about those hands. So that's uh, the June 3rd, 2020 episode of Queen Sugar. Uh, in a nutshell, I probably missed some things, but I know it'll all come up in the good and the bad and the Rona, which I just stepped on. So <laughs> after this break, we'll be right back with the good, the bad, and the Rona. On Bourbon and Bordelones.
Welcome back to Bourbon and Borderlands on the Black Sastic Podcast Network. It is now time for the good, the bad, and the Rona. This episode, we're going to start with the good. And the good, the, the first good that I saw was Davis. Um, Davis came running when Charlie called. He was swiftly prompt and present at her front door. And I just feel like, you know, we predicted some things. We saw Davis kind of reminiscing about how he did Charlie wrong. You know, but that's beside the point he can, he can go ahead and keep that but it was really good to see um that he was there and that he was somebody that she could count on and he came and took care of her that was nice but all, everything else he's offering he can <laughs> not only did he show up he had doctors on standby with three <laughs> three doctors Several. on standby yeah, he had already called the doctor. Yeah, he had a whole plan in play. <laughs> he did. I was just like, okay. I mean, way to be prepared. Way to way to show up with, with action steps. I I'm not mad at it. You need that person that's gonna Legit. break in your house. I mean, he showed up, popped right in, B and E, yeah. no hesitation. And I mean, we saw Davis and Charlie together for Janae <laughs> is cracking up. <laughs> But he also didn't mention to her that he broke the window, but I guess that comes up after Did she feels better. Did they fix it at I any mean, point? She it. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. The house been open since, yeah. since they just got that house right. been open. Since June 2nd right or whatever day. Okay. Oh, man. Um, no, wow. but we saw we saw Charlie and Davis together for Micah's um, probate, but I guess we hadn't really talked about before like what their relationship has been since it was revealed that he had another child and that whole situation. And so we had, you know, we hadn't really seen or heard from David. So to see them, you know, in this space where they're like, you know, good. And he's on call for her and, and, and able to pick up and go. He must not, he must not have a girlfriend because I can't imagine. I mean, I don't also, know. Yeah. I assume I, if, well, yeah, she home alone. I mean, maybe she, I, I assume the and same probably, thing, yeah. Shawnice, but even, even if he does, I mean, I'm sure like she just knew her. I mean, that's the mother that of his child, yeah. so I'm sure he wants to make sure. Like I gotta go. <laughs> Priority duty. Calls. He might have told her. He might have told yeah. his girl where he was going. For sure. Like, uh, yeah. Maybe, I, got, I, don't, I don't think that happened. I just. just I, I, also, I don't think that happened. I don't. It probably yeah, did. I don't think that happened. <laughs> but since we, you know, since possible. we running with how quick he got over there, I'm just saying anything's on the table. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know that was that was nice to see. I'm interested as to what now that Charlie is, you know, back good or on her way to good i'm interested to see you know what types of conversations will come from davis being in the bedroom um chilling (laughs) i want to know where davis has been like he clearly still lives in town but for what purpose why would he still live in town why would he still live he's a coach he isn't he a basketball coach I thought he got, I, he didn't get he ousted. Was, I thought he got ousted on a I scandal. I think that was a what? possibility. I he think survived. he survived the right. scandal. I, I do. I I, we never, I don't know. We they got never said he got fired. Like he got, sure. yeah, yeah, they ain't tell us he didn't. He got, and that dude yeah. got nine lives. Yeah, that's true. But, okay. You know, it's, uh, we'll see what it happens. Was good see, it was good seeing them, though. I, I, I It was, it was interesting. Because you're right. This is the first time I think we've really seen them together in a non-combative capacity where he's not at a where you know Davis is not doing weird dances on the yard. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> was, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, I assume so it was it was good. it was nice to see that. 
I assume when they were at the probate that they had, I guess they had just gotten to a place where they were just kind of good and in their groove as, you know, divorced folks who have this son and, you know, they just know how to move with each other, which is cool. Um, But it was really interesting just to see, you know, while he's, you know, taking care of her and everything. I think you mentioned it in your recap, like you remember that they had this history together and they shared this life together. And so I can imagine that all those old memories start to to flood back and I don't know if anybody's going to get any ideas but we'll see because it don't look like Dave is going anywhere anytime soon he done uh, made himself a little pallet on this little uh, love seat in the bedroom and he is chilling yeah, he, gonna, he gonna bring that bag over next week that old night bag <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, he kind of does need to stay though right like, spinning a night bag we, we need to see the end of this Rona they both got it like he oh, clearly yeah, they might as well quarantine yeah. together you don't need to this expose point. nobody else yeah, so. might as well quarantine oh, together yeah. oh, dang, drop him off a bag at the door he ain't just been exposed that man that man's been handed it's been handed over to him yeah. like just like here you go why don't you go take this Rona Been and put it on? Been a lot of Rona air, for sure. That's that's good uh, addiction material. Mm. Yeah, so stay tuned, folks. All right, so Darla finally put that foot down to her mama and told her what's up. Did she? I think that she, I think she did. <laughs> Come on, by to do her dirty work. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I think that Darla put her foot down as much as Darla could put her foot down. I, I think she was very clear in that she did not want Blue to go to D.C. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just don't think that I don't think that Darla would put her foot down in the same way that Aunt Vi would. I don't think that Darla has that. She's not built for that. She's not built like that. Um, Darla, uh, she left it at, you know, I'll think about it. She didn't, you know, Vi called her <laughs> yeah, and said it's not sure. happening. Last thing Darla said to her mom right. was, I think you about know what? it. You're right. Because so, I think you know, initially when I first you got to finesse things with yeah. your mom sometimes, too. Though. I think when I first saw that scene, I, I was like, yes, darling, tell her. And then she kind of, like, eased up. And I was like, but I, mean, I, I, which I is still also think that... fair because she still has yeah. to, like, talk it over with her husband. So, I mean, I can see why she left it kind of open-ended in that moment. But she was also very clear, at least where she stood on it. So, right, I mean, right. It was, that's what I meant. It was as good of a response, as solid of a response as I think it could have been in that moment. Yeah. So, it's in a good section. Because, because I thought it was good that Darla expressed her wishes to her mother. Well, she she messing she messing up Blue's life. Let that boy go get his <gasps> the education. The whole life. Wow. But, okay. Let okay. Yeah. Let's let's. Are y'all like are y'all all against her, I, him going this, to Sidwell? Okay. Let's let's talk about number let's one. Let's talk it. about Sidwell, and let's also talk about private schools and the different types of private schools that you have. Let's 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 get into that because I think. One of the things that Darlene was saying was, you know, there's lots of opportunity. They needed this, you know, they needed this black boy um, at their school. And then what Darla said was, I don't, I don't want that life for him. She did. She's tokenism and all that. Yeah, she, she, she went that road, which I thought was interesting because I know several people with the Sidwell friends, as I'm sure everybody here does. Mm-hmm. And well, at least the, the, our, our, our DC residents, I know, I know y'all probably know several people went to Sidwell friends and Sidwell friends is actually predominantly people of color is what I found out. I did not know that until recently. I looked up the stats today. After they started talking, I was like, let me go check some stats. I was like, oh, that's interesting. That is but interesting. that's beside the point. But if he has an opportunity to get a free education at, a, at one of the more prestigious schools in the country, how do you pass that? I up? can tell you how. When, you, when you're parenting a child, you have to look at their full life experience, right? I don't want to send my kids to a school 
where they're gonna where there's a chance they will be othered where there are the token like i just don't want i don't want that for them i want my kids to have the best education possible but also i don't want it i don't want it to be at the expense of their social experience and the way that they're socialized if that makes any sense and i think that's kind of what darla was trying to say i think darla it's possible that she could be projecting but at the same time, she does have a lived experience. And so I think that it's it only makes sense that she would refer back to her lived experience, having been one of those privileged kids who had this great, great, you know, education on paper, all these things that, you know, supposedly make sense and set you up to have this phenomenal life. And at the end of the day, Darla ended up going down the path that she went down. And I don't think that you can like negate that. Because at the end of the day, Blue can get a good education somewhere closer to home. And so with Darla having the experience that she had, I assume probably being tokenized, I assume being around these, you know, kids who, you know, may or may not be able to relate or, you know, being other, as Shawnee said, you know, you kind of want to just protect your kids from that experience and send them Blue away and then not even really having that family unit. I mean, it's not to say that his, you know, grandma won't be there, but he won't be able to lean on the support of his family the same way that he would be able to if he was closer to home. I think you could take some issue with, like, the reasons that she gave. Like, yeah, sure, like, you can say maybe she doesn't want Blue raised by her mother because that's something that she went through. We don't. Uh, do we know what school Darla went to specifically? Did she I go to Sidwell? I don't like, think she did. I'm not sure Maybe that she knows enough about it. Yeah, I don't think she did. Look, Blue got an opportunity to get top-notch education. Lots of kids go to go away to schools, go to boarding schools, things like that. Like it's not the end of the world. Like they don't, you know, all end up in some terrible place. It could be totally fine. He's gonna be there with his grandma. Like so, uh, it's not even like a real like a boarding school type of environment where he's living on campus somewhere. Like. I don't see the problem. That's the part that Dollar knows. Dollar knows the part about being raised by yeah. mom in DC. And that's the part that you can really you really gotta defer to her on. I didn't like the reasons that she gave in the episode. Like I didn't like, you know, the things that she said to Ralph Angel or, or, or like the reasons she was given for not sending him away were not blue centric mm. enough. They were too Darla centric for me. I I wanted more conversation about what's truly best for Blue. Uh, the, the only person this week who talked about Blue's happiness and well-being was Ralph Angel. Everyone else was like, we're not sending him away from us. He's supposed yeah. to be with us. We need him here. And that was all about right. them missing him. And what they presume he's going to miss not being there. But they really needed to have, to have given it more consideration, especially if they don't have a specific backup. They need to find out where they're going to send this boy that's around here somewhere. Now, I think there would be a good school in New Orleans, you would expect. I'd be surprised if there wasn't. But, you know, they need to get on that. Yeah. Can he, can he get into that being, school? Because you know, finishing all his work and being bored around the house, that's <laughs> yeah. dead. That's over. <laughs> get that up out of here. Like, he needs to have challenging, fulfilling schoolwork from now on. Period. They know better now they got to do better. It's funny you say that because I was actually thinking Darla was going to be the one who was going to be all for it and Ralph Angel was going to be the one to try to keep him home. But Ralph Angel was the one who was, you know, considering it. And Darla was like, Darla's jobless. She could move to D.C. with Blue. Well, so, okay. (laughs) I I actually agree. Yeah, well, I agree with everything that Jabri said about what Darla knows. Here's the problem that I have. It's two things. Aunt Vi's perspective was... She made a comment like, especially up up there in D.C., where people who don't live in D.C. think Trump was walking around 
like smacking people across the back of the head. Like they don't realize that DC is like a city. Like it's not just all what happens yeah. in federal stuff. Like people who haven't been here have this view of what DC is. And every time I would go it's down, awesome. like back home to Atlanta, they always, you know, people say, "Oh, you in DC? You yeah. you, you see the president?" Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. <laughs> I did not. Like I have never, never. seen, never seen, <laughs> never seen them. They do, you know, not know none of that stuff. So there's this idea, you know, DC's in turmoil. We don't want to send him up there to that place that's in turmoil. But the other thing is this, and this gets back to what Jabri just said: a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. You got the 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 full ride is the is the is the the ace in the hole, right? My issue with with sending him up there was like, how's this gonna get paid for, right? Like, and I was like, his mom's gonna pay for it, but you got a full ride. Send him for a year, see how it goes. It's elementary school. It's Washington D.C. There's lots of blackness. There's lots of like, there's opportunity to put your child into lots of things that are going that are going to be very like black centric. You know what? I'm gonna use my own life as an example. I remember when my daughter got into the private school that she was in. I when we did the interview because you know you got to go interview at these schools. I made this whole to-do about the fact that my daughter was black. I was like, I just want to be very clear. You realize my daughter's black, and I need to make sure that, you know, she won't feel tokenized or othered in this space because it's important that she doesn't feel like she's uh, – all this stuff. I made a speech. I prepared that speech. Very First good. day of school. I'm like, why are there more black kids in your class than there are white kids? I feel like my speech was useless. <laughs> like, either you listen to me and, and put my daughter in the blackest class that you have, or there's a lot more representation here than I expected. Turns out I was just wrong. Some of these schools have a lot more representation than you expect. We think private school, we think white, and we purely think white. But a lot of people that we know went to private schools, especially in this area. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I get not wanting to send Blue away. I also think this is a good opportunity. We don't have a better option right now. It's between June 1st and June 3rd, we really got to get like people in already private schools. They, they get that, that, that process happens in the spring. They didn't already set. They, they didn't already got their yeah. kids in these schools. Yeah. The lottery for P. Yes. There yes, was a favor the, done. There was a favor done for them to be dealing with the lottery late in the for process. public school it's June is over by this point. Like you already know where your kids are going to public right. schools at this point in some places. So, you know, I do think, they probably need to sit down. I get not wanting to send them. I might be like, listen, let's let's try it for a year. We can go visit. Like you said, darling, you ain't even got it. You know, you 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 between jobs right now. You can go hang out for a while. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We can figure, you know, we we think the Rona's gonna be over next in a couple of weeks anyway, right? we we'll be we'll be back to, you know, civil well, friends about to be virtual. So they they need to go ahead and take that. They need to go ahead and take True. that opportunity. Oh. Because they don't know what they don't know at this point. But yeah, anyway, but they, so, but they don't yeah, know. I, I, they have no idea. They don't even I know. I mean, what Blue's they don't know. also they, they should, all traumatized yeah. and stuff. Like maybe he does need to be, you know, oh with us. Stop <laughs> it! I'm serious. Like I'm Blue, Blue is man, not look, in a. Blue opportunities is, don't come knocking every day, man. Look, let's just be 100. Opportunity don't. Well, come there knocking are other opportunities day. in when New come, Orleans, though. Like this is not the only opportunity the for quality sure. education. There's they just need to get on it. Every city, but I mean, like it ain't the. I, I don't know, like. Because even Ralph Angel got caught up in the clout conversation talking about some 
them with other schools in New Orleans. Ain't the Obama girls ain't go there. Like, okay, all right, fine. Like they didn't. <laughs> I mean, it's I, a fact. True, I mean, but like, I'm just saying, like, it's not to say that you can't get a quality education somewhere that's not the school where the Obama girls. We want more than a quality education. We want access to all the opportunities that come with going to these types of places, knowing these types of people. Right? We. But I guess we, we, we want to be more than just smart. We want, huh? I, but I guess to Darla's point, it's like at what expense? Like, yeah, sure, you get the access, but is my child going to be whole when they leave this experience? The Obama girls seem fine. Like, you don't know who's going to be there. Like, are we, you know, it's where you don't know whose kids are there in terms of networking and stuff like that. Like, that shouldn't sure. be the thing that drives you to pick a certain school. Yeah. Right. You know, I get why we do that. Like, oh, the Obamas? Yeah, I'm, I'm all in on that one. Where, where did they go eat? I'm trying to go eat there. Like, we did it. I mean, I, you know, we've done that stuff. But you got a full ride. You can try it out and decide you hate it. And again, it's about to be virtual, at least for a little yeah. while. So you don't even got to leave yet. That's true. Yeah. I, I didn't think about how that Obama's thing would hit with Ralph Angel. Like, you know, I mentioned earlier this season feeling like a coastal elite because Ralph Angel was excited to go to New York City. Well, I kind of feel that way now, like about listening to him talk about yep, Silwell and I how agree. great it must be yep. if the Obamas went there. Like, I live in D.C. and I'm not exactly. impressed. I mean, not not to diss Silwell friends, but I mean, my kids go to uh, private school that's better than Silwell friends. <laughs> so, like, it's not like Silwell friends is the epitome of right, all not. everything. But we heard, you know, exactly. nationally, nationally amongst black people, we know Silwell friends exactly. because the Obamas really went the there. Reason. So. Yeah, and it ring bells with Ralph Angel. He must think, wow, I can send them to school where Sasha and Malia went, and it didn't hit me that way. So I was trying to, like, make some space and try to, like, identify with Ralph Angel and how he must feel about it, you know, and why he was willing to consider it when other people weren't and what it meant to him and why he even brought up the Obamas in in the conversation with uh, with Darla. So that was just something I hadn't considered until I heard Ralph Angel say it. Yeah, well, that definitely would have been the thing that, you mentioned the Obamas went there. That's the thing that's going to stand out to everybody. Oh, the Obamas went there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got to send them there. That, that's 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 the spot. It's all that matters at that point. Well, Blue's going to go to St. Joe Academy <laughs> with no other intelligent people. Oh, gosh. And Who'd you go to school with, Corey? I went yeah, to... Uh, <laughs> I didn't go to a private school. Uh, I went to, <laughs> Me neither. I went to a magnet school. I went to a magnet I went to school, magnet which school. is... Me, a, I went to school with Jeanette. Okay, we did. We sure did. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, but if, if my parents had the opportunity, I'm sure to send me to like some fancy uh, school for free, I'm sure they would have taken it. Uh, I'm, I no doubt in my mind. I'm just saying, Sidwell friends doesn't necessarily, or going to Sidwell friends doesn't necessarily guarantee that your outlook or your experience is going to be that much better than a kid who didn't go to Sidwell friends. So I'm just saying there there are no guarantees. Period. All right. So there are no guarantees in life, but we got to give him the best opportunity, and that's not in St. Joe's. But at <laughs> what expenses? I think is the, it could be right up the street in New Orleans. Question. I also want to point going, out something what, though. What what's going to happen at these private schools is going to kill Blue. Like what is what's the worst thing that's going to happen to him there? They can't no, happen at a regular there's school. There's probably anyway. a closer one where he can be around his family. That's all. That's that's the argument. Is like you don't have to send him all the way there to get a quality education. Like I feel like there's probably a marginal difference between the quality of education that 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 he's going to get there versus what he could get somewhere else. Like it's just. Is is the name that is the name that important to the discussion? Well, this should have went in the bad section, but all right, what else we got for the good section? <laughs> so, <laughs> so this has given Aunt Vi her pass to get all, all up in the business like she likes to do. You know, she could not wait to confront Darlene about this, 
and like out the out of the gate was very. I don't out the gate. Well, we, I mean, we're definitely in the bad section now, right? We're talking about unvibes. No, it's, it's relative. Ain't no way, ain't no way, unvibes response to this I enjoy, good section. This is in the good for me ain't because no I enjoyed way. it. I enjoyed it. That's why it's in the good. Yeah, I probably would have put this in the bad section. Yeah, that no, her response was out of line. I don't think bad. it's bad. I don't think it's bad. I enjoyed that part, but I did have something else about unvibe that was that was in the bad section. But this, this part in particular, I particularly enjoyed um, unvibe serving Darlene all of the all of the sass. Um, what she say? Your, she said you're his grandmother we are his world baby but but she but but Envi didn't win she didn't she win just, but I enjoy, she, did, but she didn't win she just kept popping off with with stuff that Darlene could be like but you ain't his mama like I mean you yes didn't, you didn't and birth I, him the mother has the, yes, the final but, say here okay but Darlene saying that um, Envi was able to come back and say no I didn't birth him but the person who did birth him confided in me to tell you no true I mean that, that's true it just seems like you know, I had she no, she had the one up. If you say you're not his mother, and I say okay, but his mother came to me to tell you, then it's like, how you gonna come to me and say you're not his mother? But anything makes your daughter look bad. She could fight her own battle. Why is anything business on that level anyway? Like Hollywood say, stay out of people's business. Yeah, we'll get to now. We'll get to that. I just I put it there because I just enjoyed the exchange. You know, coming off the episode where we started out this way and we started out this way. You know, seeing on vibe bomb, darling, and I was was a sweet spot for me. Yeah. I enjoyed like, it. What okay. else good you got? Because your good is questionable. Yeah, that's some questionable <laughs> good. Just, keep throwing all right, okay. Good, all right, you're like, wait a minute. Wait, one more, right, one more thing. One more thing. One more thing on that though. I was, I was just going to say that it was very interesting that Darlene wanted to point out that Val wasn't Blue's mother when she isn't either. Like, I just felt like you both are doing way too much. Like, you all are the wrong people to be having the conversation. That was but very strange. I called to me. her. Darlene was minding her business. Well, no, no, but I'm saying, but Darlene is the one who done made all the steps and got yeah, she's people accepted like and everything. Mug. And so, like, to be trying to call Vi out for meddling when, like, ma'am, yes, <laughs> what I mean, exactly they, they, are right. you doing? Everybody, so, everybody's bad here. Yeah, that was that was wild. Fine, I, I'll allow it. <laughs> she deserve all that smoke. I agreed. Also, <laughs> she's she, very fair. <laughs> fair. All right, Calvin's back. I don't know how I feel about the conversation. I mean, Calvin is ready to be Oprah Stedman. He's ready to be wherever Nova needs. But Nova can't even say the word marriage. I mean, what did you guys think came out of that conversation? Two things. Nova doesn't seem like she's quite ready to go there. We haven't heard her say anything positive towards it. Just like, we should talk about it. That's something we can talk about. That's the most positive thing that she's really said. It's like when somebody says, I love you, and you say thank you. Like, that's kind of how it sounds to me with Nova. And the other thing is... She hates cross-racial comparisons. Like, she doesn't like to be... Like, she would compare all white basketball players to Larry Bird. Like, that's how she yeah. feels about cross-racial <laughs> comparisons. Like, no, it's, we're not Oprah and Stepman. We're not Jay and Beyonce. We would be like, uh, what you say, John Legend and, and, and Chrissy. <laughs> yeah, totally yeah. unnecessary. Oprah totally and Stepman is exactly totally the most relevant example that, that, that worked there. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I, yeah. I thought it was progress that she brought the conversation up and that she didn't straight say no. And um, I don't know. I was feel, like last episode, I was feeling kind of it seemed like maybe since we didn't really get to see her and Calvin interact last episode, I was kind of wondering, you know, what kind of place they were in since she had been talking sassy to them that whole time that Courtney was there. So it was good to see that they were still in a good place and that she really missed him when he came home. So 
I think yeah. Calvin been in a good place. He was just waiting for Nova to get to a good place. Exactly. Calvin over here trying not what? to try not to, yes. to ruin anything. Right. Calvin just like, listen, it's your I will world, stop boo. talking if yeah. that will make everything just... okay. What do you need? That's true. That's true. I don't trust Nova. She about to, she's about to mess something up. I, I just feel it on the horizon. Listen, like Jabri said, look, she brought, you know, we should probably talk about that thing that you brought up the other day. But I don't really want to talk about it much. Like, you know, I just kind of want to, I wanted to put it in the air that I was thinking about, I was thinking about it, but that's as far as this goes, really. I mean, like I said, it's, it's baby steps. Growth. Growth. Um, okay, so Ralph Angel and Hollywood's bonding is always nice to see. They were getting lit over some um, bourbon. You don't say. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it's always nice to see to see um, men, especially, talk about their wives to each other. But is that a real? Do men really do that? Like, do men really sit on the phone and, like opine about their wives? I mean, do you Facetime the Broskies? I mean, I don't I, call the last time I Facetime with. Oh, y'all don't y'all don't even Facetime. I ever have. So no. I I get mad when people Facetime me now. Real talk, like <laughs> it seems so intrusive. Bro, I don't I know, man. When people call older. me, if you don't text, if you do more than text me, I'll be mad. Like Facetime I... way over the line. Hell no, don't even call me. Let me tell you something. Wow. Jabri and I had like a meeting once, and we did it over Zoom, and I was so confused as to why we were even doing this because we just talked, like we just be on the phone. I was like, man, we looking at each other yeah, this whole time. I just yeah, it's right. So the FaceTime the FaceTime is interesting because I don't I can't envision FaceTiming the homies to have a deep conversation. Why? Or even not a deep conversation. They weren't having a deep conversation. They were just they were bigging up their wives while also trying not to talk trash. They were drinking as if they were in front of each other and just having a conversation. What? Having virtual meetups as we do in the time of Rona. Like don't act like y'all don't know. Yeah. That's yeah, the wild yeah, card. The, Rona's yeah, the wild card, and that's why yeah. it's more acceptable. Everybody you know? do like, family yeah. meetups now and stuff like that. Yeah, where you just get on the on the Zoom. Right. So this y'all don't true. Facetime. Wow, this is a new development. If you look oh. at my Facetime like call log, it's literally like my daughter, my wife. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's where that's where it ends. It's like uh, the only person I'm on there with is my. I don't even. Like, I don't I even think about Facetiming people. Oh wow! Y'all should make y'all should do Facetime dates. But I also think that's a personal preference, though, because I'm also not a Facetime. At least I'm not going to initiate the Facetime. Like that is not my preferred means of communication. But there are some people that I know that every time they have anything to say, like the first thing that they're going to do is Facetime you, which I personally <laughs> am a little just taken <laughs> aback by. Like that does that unsettles my spirit a little bit. But you know, some people just really like to Facetime. My nephews and, do that, and I—I yeah. I never answer the call. I text them back like, "What, Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what you need, bro? Like, okay. Yeah. Well, I learned something. You got to set an appointment for Facetime. Well, well how Facts. do you know that they didn't set an appointment? You can I may me. not be Facetime ready. Like, I don't like okay. unsolicited Facetimes either. It depends on who it is, but no. All right, so it, then, so then you guys wouldn't take place in a virtual real spot. I would go on a. I want to see what it's like. I want to see what kind of books they got. Are they having like a, a Zoom, a Zoom, a monthly Zoom meeting for guys to, you know, just chat and chop it up? I think that's different than like a FaceTime. On the schedule. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would do schedule. that. I would, I would show up. Like if, yeah. if we all decided to do, I mean, this is what we do right now. This is effectively a, a weekly <laughs> Zoom time. meetup right. to talk about our favorite show. Yeah, True. Absolutely. So, 
Uh, for the second time in a row, Aunt Vi has on one of her super spicy outfits. Remember last time she had on her little mini skirt number? She had on a, another one on today. She had on her little cutout chest. She had her chain. Why she can't just on. dress like a grandma? Why is she What's the problem? killing it? She look good. We don't I need all sexy. Too. We don't need old woman sexiness on TV. Her just man be... likes it. Something is. <laughs> we gonna get you some help. Just... <laughs> she needs like when a full lens. She, she ain't nobody's grandma. Also, she's Facts not a grandma. Facts. She's also, not, she's, she's not a grandma. Not a grandma. That is true. But she's she damn she <laughs> like blue grandma. Like she's old enough to be a grandma. Like okay, behave, yeah, behave like a grandma. But she's still she's living her best life. Auntie vibes. And she got a young husband, youngest and we husband. Will deal. Down to the ankle. Ain't no more sexiness now. You grandma age. Slow it down. Really? <laughs> that, that is crazy. <laughs> anyway, um, I look crazy. cute. And uh, I think the conversation that they were having was a really necessary one. I think, you know, in COVID, there's so much negative to focus on, especially over the summer. There was COVID, there was, you know, the protests and unrest and i think one thing that was really important that she was saying was it's overall i think she was saying like the virus and and all the unrest just really gave us some people time to like you know settle down take some time take stock i just thought that was a really important little um little conversation that they had um you know for many of us we we got time and stillness from from the verona and you can do a lot with that. But in other news, what is what's eating Aunt Vi? Um, Hollywood keeps bringing this up, and she's not really biting into that conversation. What do you guys think it is? Yeah, I'm curious too. It's regular Aunt Vi. Aunt Vi <laughs> always got some underlying issue going on with her, man. Like she, she never like she. The reason she always in other people's business is because she don't like dealing with her own business. <laughs> so that's been Aunt Vi from day one. So I mean, this ain't new she's stuff. Finally cracking under the pressure. She got too much going on. Jabri, you are right, um, but I, I I feel like they're alluding to something specific, and I can't put my finger. What we should have had in the good section was Aunt Vi cooking that five course meal for Hollywood. That 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 should have led off the good yes. section. That was good. That's a that's a part I, of this conversation. Yeah, I need a woman to do that. That that look. She had like all kind of like real serving uh, <laughs> catering plates out there and stuff. I was like, oh, this is a real meal. <laughs> We're about to eat. Yeah, that, that should have been leading off the good section. That was the best thing to happen this episode. And it was cheer Hollywood up. He's he's gone through a lot, and you know he's had his little mood swings, and still coming off the death of his mom. So I thought that was nice that I'm by. You know, just made a nice evening for them both to kind of relax, relate, and release. So that was good. It was. I agree. I thought it was interesting that she made the mac and cheese the same way his mom made it. I feel like that'll make me more sad than happy. Yeah, I, don't, I thought that it's was thoughtful. Like, yeah, it's definitely thoughtful. It was very nice. I could see how that would make like, you sad, but I could also see how it could make you happy too. Like at the same time. Yeah. Anyway, that was nice of her. Um, I guess you could argue that a lot of the things that I covered were kind of good <laughs> and bad. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, I think that just speaks to the nature of the season that we are in with the show. You know, take the good yeah, with the bad. Anyway, that's true. Onto the, on the bad. Um, I guess you know, starting out the episode, they started out with Blue having a nightmare, and this is exactly this is exactly why I felt like Blue was not ready for this conversation. I mean, granted, you can have nightmares at any age, but I just feel like Blue is nine, ten years old. And all the conversations, I just, you know, when you introduce something and you don't, there's no, I guess, resolve for it. You know, you're introducing 
police brutality and police violence and then he's ex- kind of experiencing it firsthand it's like okay so then after that now that he's experienced that and y'all have told him that not to run because he can get shot in the back like yeah how do you well the convo wasn't the bad part it was that ralph angel introduced him to the real life simulation of the rest of it like you know ralph angel yeah. put him in a racism simulator and was like go <laughs> that's i mean that's what the nightmare <laughs> nightmare was like you can have that talk and it's hard to internalize but once you see it well, that's when everything changes, and that's that's what that's what he going. That's what has traumatized him, like the cop's face, the gun, like all that other stuff. Yeah, I mean, they, with, it, with, it worked together. With, yeah, because even yeah. the imagery of like don't run because that's how they shoot you in the back like and that's specifically what blue is like having his nightmares about running and the police shooting him in the back now granted the the racism simulator he just went through or ralph angel did not help that but yeah like ralph angel was very vivid and very straightforward and you know just providing that imagery i think you know for a young boy he may not have been ready to to handle it in that way i think he could have talked about it at a little bit of a higher level um Uh and maybe emotions were just kind of running high at the moment you know and he just wanted to you know keep it 100 but i don't know if blue was ready for all that that's what i was worried about last week i think that was my prediction i was worried about blue having some trouble getting over these things because he wasn't quite ready for it. I thought it was interesting, though, how his instinct initially was to, like, I guess I assumed to, like, run maybe to, you know, his parents' room, but then he decided not to. Like, he just, you know, he got up, ran to the door, but then he just got back in the bed. And so I wonder, I don't know. That's I didn't know what me. that was. A, I didn't know what that was about. Like, does I don't he... know what universe the kid doesn't doesn't go into the parents' room and goes back back to their own bed when they're super frightened like that. But there's one day that you decide that you're going back to bed. Like you get up, like you have what a nightmare, you get up and you go find mommy. And then one day you have a nightmare, you get up and you're like, you know what? I'm too big. And, and you go back and lay down. When, and that's uh, what Blue did. Angel threw his little astronaut man away. Uh, he left the childish <laughs> things behind. <laughs> right. Right. So I wonder if Blue saw him. In. I wonder if Blue saw the white astronaut in the trash. <laughs> maybe. Oh, he, maybe he took out a cube. No, see, and this is what I was talking about. I feel like he, like, it just took all of his innocence. Like, then he can't even get up and go run in his parents' room no more. Like, at what age do you have to stop doing that? That's what children do. He's still a baby. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just saying, I was surprised by that. I, you are right. At some point as a child, you do decide not to go get in your parents' bed. I, considering what he's dreaming of and the stress of it, I'm surprised that's the moment he was like, you know what? I'm a man now. I'm going to go back and lay in my bed. Like, that's, I was surprised by that one. So, anyway, I thought that was bad, all bad, no good. It was. That's true. It was definitely Um, bad. Next thing, um, it kind of leads back to the conversation about Blue going back to school again. But it was one thing that Ralph Angel mentioned. He said he feels like he needs to send Blue away because he can't protect him. If you send him thousands of miles away, how do you protect him? So I just I just thought that was interesting, um, and I, I left that out of the earlier conversation because I thought that part of the conversation was bad. But what are your thoughts? I thought Ralph Andrew was thinking new surroundings, new environment. You know, fresh thought. outlook. You know, get away from here. He's like, I know St. Joe's is racist. Let me give him a chance up there where the Obamas went. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how I looked at it too, actually. Okay. Yeah. 
I, I, I was slightly off put by, by that statement, but I get it. All right. That, that's all I have for the bad. Did y'all have anything else bad? <laughs> we discussed a lot of bad stuff in the good. I mean, no. Charlie's sick as shit. Oh, that's the Did Corona. About that? <laughs> oh. oh, okay. I'm Corona. <laughs> Dang. All right, just fine. Just gonna skip over that? Just gonna skip over how sick she is? You look terrible. <laughs> Dude, I forgot we, the format of the show for a second. My bad, y'all. He was like, "Did she just? Did she just not go? She just not going to address?" He's like, "Are we going to not address the elephant in the room?" <laughs> well, oh, that was funny. the Rona. Charlie has it, um, <laughs> right? It's it's funny that remember last week when I was saying that I thought I felt like Charlie was having an anxiety attack. Um, as I was, you know, live tweeting it with the with viewers so many other people thought the same thing that she they was having did. an anxiety attack i did see I that did too initially. Yeah. um so i'm wondering if that was intentional because nobody ever nobody ever came out and said that charlie had drona but i don't like i don't know was it meant for us to think that she could have possibly had an anxiety attack do you think i thought I nothing mean, but rona it's a whole season about covid the rona is somebody catching it and she's the one yeah. exhibiting symptoms Literally from the time that she woke up and she was sore, I was like, Charlie got the Rona. <laughs> like, I, and I, 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 I just started stressing out about Micah and everybody else she was around. Everybody yeah. else. We, um, I need a test. That's what I said last time. Immediately. Um, I need to go get a test. Immediately. Yeah, I guess I just wonder why so many of us thought she had an anxiety attack. I mean, but you pointed it out last week that, I mean, a lot of those symptoms are, you know, also associated with an anxiety attack and if this wasn't a season where rona was such a big piece of it i might have been on the same page but i just immediately thought rona yeah so charlie doesn't want to tell micah that she has she don't want to tell nobody which is very strange I, yeah. she's been entirely too irresponsible yeah like, off, i don't got it from her, like like, okay, but you can't not tell Micah. you can't not tell somebody who lives right. in your house. Right. That messed up the whole contact tracing. Like you need to tell Mike. Right, people been around you yeah, to tell that's Mike. Mike. Like, to me. Like, Davis had all the common sense, even if it was even if it just, he was just like, listen, it's I feel like it's messed up that you're not letting people know about what's going on with you. Micah needs to know so that he could, you know. He could be here if he wants to, but now that you think about it, Micah probably need to go get himself tested. He right. out here yeah. taking pictures with his fist in the air. I say, yeah. Even right. beyond like people consider yeah. steps. Even beyond wanting some yeah. quarantining, some yeah. testing. People wanting to like show up for you and help you, Charlie. Like people need to know that you have Rona because you've been in contact with X amount of people at this point. So well, they need to go they need to go get tested to go get themselves checked out because you ain't feeling yeah. well during the know, time when honestly though, I think in the beginning though, people was like treating Rona like it was like HIV or something. <laughs> like if I caught it, I don't want to tell nobody, so I keep it to myself. You know I think people were doing that? I think a lot of people that were catching the Rona and this was not Charlotte's case, but I think people were mm-hmm. out here visibly like out here freely not taking precautions like people out here mm-hmm. you know still meeting up still doing it still doing that and then when they finally catch the rona like we said that they would oh now you quiet you now don't you want to now you want to tell nobody to the rona yeah you've been out you're, they're embarrassed because they've been out here doing whatever thinking that it wasn't going to hit them and oh look at you now you got the rona oh now you're quiet now it's crickets okay or yeah, even for asymptomatic it. people, like some people just still wanted to be out in the streets. People was faking COVID results and all of the types of stuff, you know, just to be in Tulum or wherever they was going. So, you know, there's a lot of I'm reasons judging. why I think pe- I, I was very judgy. 
Yo, <laughs> real talk. It's very judgy. I will. That's why I people needed that. to not be posting the picture of their vaccination card because Photoshop is a thing, right? So you know, yeah. people who don't want to go get the shot but want to get that little, you know, you can take a take a picture right off the internet and create your own little vaccine card. So yeah. I heard there was somebody there's somewhere there was somebody was selling fake um, cards. Or something. Oh, that got to be an industry. That has well, to be an industry. It's gonna be if it's not already. Yeah. Yeah. Because places are some places are requiring people to have uh, vaccinations mm-hmm. now, so you know what comes with that, fake fake cards. <laughs> Absolutely. Fake Absolutely. ID. But even to the extent, even if I grant Charlie that the reason she doesn't want to tell anybody is because she just doesn't want to be a burden or doesn't want folks to worry, like Charlie is also just gonna have to get over that, like. You know, girl, people love you. People care about you. People want to show up for you. It's not a it's not a burden to want to be there for people that you care about. Like people will do that because they genuinely want to. So like Charlie really has to like get over that feeling of like I have to do everything by myself. I, I can't bring anybody else in. When, especially when she shows up for everybody else in the way that she does, like she has to be willing to let other people show up for her too. But yeah, that's that's really Especially ridiculous. You're damn near dying. <laughs> yeah, that was like Charlie. If ever there was a time to like, you know, okay, like let me just, you know, allow my community to to show up for me and whatever. And it's not even like they can be all up in your face like that. Because I mean, at the end of the day, you do have Rona. Davis, the only one who want to sit by your breath, bedside and breathe all your Rona air. Why she didn't go but, get a test to confirm that though? She I get it wasn't test time. Yeah, I guess. It was June, right? So, I mean, like... That's true. They weren't as readily accessible. That's fair. No, I thought they were saying, like, at that time, they were saying, if you have... Don't come unless you have, like, symptoms. So, if she got symptoms, she can go. I think by the time she started getting the serious symptoms, she probably couldn't even muster the energy. Like, I... You must up an ambulance. Right. Yeah. I was surprised that Davis's first instinct wasn't like to carry her out and take her to the hospital. Like he started, he started like interviewing her, asking her questions. And I we was already like, had three doctors on call. Do you have a right? I was like, where where is your context coming from? But yeah, we learned he had the doctors on call, so I guess that worked. And I I think I kind of remember it's like. At a certain point in the summer, it's like if you got the Rona, the hospital really wasn't going to. I mean, there's not That's any medicine true. they can give you. It's not that they're not going to do anything uh, there at the hospital. Mm. So, but Charlie's case seemed like it was severe enough where she might have needed some medical care. Like sis couldn't breathe, sis couldn't could barely talk. I was thinking she needed some uh, a medical professional's attention. But I mean, I, mean, I guess she, was, she didn't need she to was get some extreme um, symptoms. I would say I I would have felt like it's about time to go see the doctor at this point. Yeah, I say, but she did hit a corner. Quick. Yeah, it was really interesting <laughs> to see her not go to the hospital. All right. Yeah, I do want to say that I did predict um, last week that Charlie and Davis would get back together. Just so y'all know. Okay. That, that I'm clearly now they got the a right secret. Path. Now well, they got Corey, a secret that the, only the two of them share. Only the two of them know. I don't think anybody disagree with you, Corey. I don't. I don't. I think we all kind of feel like there might be a thing. Nah, because you because Davis could have came in and been an ass. He came in. He was real nice and 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 overly nice. And you know he was overly. going to, Yeah, yo, he was going above and beyond in there. Yeah, he's doing a lot. He could have just been like, yo. Sit in there with her, yeah. taking the mask off. All that. What's he doing? He, he put his own life at risk for her. You know what I'm saying? Gave her a ponytail. Trying to impress. You know all, yeah, gave yeah. fixed a ponytail. She like, slept through the whole ponytail. First of all, that Thank ponytail you. was trash. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's the thought oh, soggy ponytail. The ponytail was trash. That, really? Him taking off the mask reminds me. Y'all remember when Idris Elba um, got Lerona? 
Yes. And he made that yes. announcement oh, and his, and his wife's bifurcation. <laughs> <girl. laughs> she was sitting back there like just leaning up on him like if he get it I got it too. She was like <laughs> I'll just get it with him. I was well, like it was very much good That's why they are gonna get back together. She was like you did all this? Well when did the, the entire black community accept that we were not like immune to it? Because it's possible, because very early on, we were definitely like, this is not a black person thing. Like, that, that was I, I, a I heard people, I heard people say that early on. That was a prevailing I thought. I did hear people I say that. I heard that, but I never for yeah, a second I was, believed I that. Like no, like, first person that. I didn't either. Was black, though. I, I didn't either. But Juneteenth exists for a reason. <laughs> we was free two years before they got the news in Texas, is all I'm saying. <laughs> so, perhaps everybody ain't get the memo. That they not immune to it, and Davis is like, "What? I'm a, I'm an athlete. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good." I mean, he, but he did say something like, you know, when Charlie was trying to tell him to put on his mask, he was like, "At this point, I've been in the house for X amount of days. What will be, will be, or something like that." Well, that that is also true. Though. I actually so, believe that it don't really matter at that yeah, point. I, well, I mean, yeah, because oh, Charlie it, yeah. ain't worn a mask yet, and he got on his one little soggy mask too. So I, I guess at this point. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> gave right. her a ponytail and everything so you know she yeah. was breathing on him i really i really hate this i hate the soggy mask i just wanted to say that i hate the soggy mask it kept I just, falling i, feel like I was like i can see your lips moving in your mask <laughs> like <laughs> I, I hate those okay? i say his little nostrils kept peeking over the top i'm like okay davis just go ahead and take it off yeah, he i need get, to get it his at mask this from point. the big and tall yeah. store he he got it he he got his mask <laughs> off of amazon like everybody else <laughs> he ain't go get his big and tall mask so. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Well, you know that's 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 what I had for the good. Did I miss anything? Uh, just the nap contest. Um, I thought that was adorable. <laughs> oh. I don't know what section that goes in, but like you know, she was like, you know, it's the wrong time to be challenging me to a nap contest, and she put the punish to him. <laughs> so it was out <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> that was that was that was cute. That was cute. They're definitely getting back together. Okay. <laughs> okay well that wraps up the good the bad and the rona on bourbon and borderlands here on the black Tastic podcast network boom all right Okay, everybody, welcome back to Bourbon and Borderlands on the Blacktastic Podcast Network. It is time for our evictions. That's our advice and our predictions for the folks in St. Joe. Panama, you said you had an eviction that was on your heart, so I'm going to let you go ahead and start. I do. Bars, that rhymed. Go ahead. Davis clearly got the Rona. That's fine. <laughs> but Vi, you a danger girl. She need to go get a test because they was all eating dinner and everything. And, and everybody that been around Charlie in the past day, two days, three days, need to go get tested. Mm. Whole damn town. Everybody need to go get tested. That's my advice for St. Joe's. Everybody in St. Joe's <laughs> need to go get a test because Charlie done got everybody. And Micah, Micah done infected Minneapolis. Yeah, it's just right. irresponsible at this point. But Just just damn terrible. She need to call everybody right now. Like, I I'm got really the wrong y'all. Her. I'm really surprised she ain't typically that she's this irresponsible. This yeah, I'm, that, right. that's why she wants to keep it under wraps. Yeah, it's the Rona right. delirium. Now, my prediction is that Davis and Charlie won't get back together because she gonna remember when she come back too that he had an outside baby, that he done did some terrible things, and all that love that she feeling in the moment, she realizing it's emotional and all that stuff. But she's moved on. He's moved on. They just gotta let it go. That's 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 my eviction. They not gonna get back together because I know somebody over here gonna say they're gonna get back together. 
We didn't say that several times. And I wanted to go on the record <laughs> that they won't get back together. So, okay. So with that said, I'm going to just go ahead and do mine because our evictions were very, very similar. My advice at this point was for Charlie to let everybody know that she has the Rona so people can do what's necessary to make sure that they're protected, protect whoever's around them. They need to know, period. My prediction was that Charlie and Davis weren't going to get back together, but I actually thought that maybe Charlie would begin to fall for Davis again, but Davis has actually, I think he might have a new boo for real. I really do. And I think Charlie's going to want to, you know, might be willing to try to get that old thing back. And Davis is going to be like, ah, about that. Like, I don't know that it was, it's going to go according to the way that Charlie would think. It It would would be be very on brand. It would be on brand. (laughs) It would be very on brand. So that's what I'm thinking. That's a good one. Yeah. Because Charlie could say something like, maybe you should just stay. Uh huh. And he's going to be like, oh, actually, I got to get back to uh, (laughs) Stacy or whatever her name will be. You know, like. (laughs) I fully see that happening. You know, after Davis has showed up and been, you know, this you know, perfect gentleman, you know, caring for her, you know, doing everything that she needed. And I think she'll begin to kind of consider, you know, what if? And I think, you know, Davis might have already, you know, assumed that this ship has sailed and, you know, moved on. So I don't know. But yeah. All right. Who's next? Uh, My advice is for the border loans in general to remember to do what's best for blue. Uh, Don't make it about yourself. Uh, I'm not saying that everybody totally did that, to be fair, but I just wanted to make sure they keep Blue in the, in the forefront. Like, think about it from Blue's perspective and what's the best opportunity for Blue and not just, oh, I'm going to miss Blue or whatever. Like, do what's best for Blue. Blue better than all of y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. My prediction. The best among us. <laughs> my prediction is that Charlie not telling people it's going to come back on her at, yeah. at an inopportune time. I agree. I'm not sure if it's going to be like in a public forum where it's like, you know, at the city council meeting and they were like, and you didn't tell anybody and you spread COVID or if it's going to be personal within the family where, you know, they're going to, it's going to come back to haunt Charlie, but she really needs to share more about what's going on with her. Even if it's just for other people to be able to do what they need to do. Like we touched on during the, during the episode, you yeah. know, they got to get tested. They got to quarantine. They got to know who they can be around and who they can't. And it's going to be important and it's going to come back on her if she, if she doesn't do better very soon. Like she has to tell them at some point, like this is not sustainable to not ever tell anybody like they're going to have to find out at some point. I just don't think I don't understand what she's thinking. Like at some point, like Charlie or Aunt Bai is going to call. Nova's going to call. They're going to. I mean, even if it's just to like shoot the shit. So like, is she really planning on just not saying not anything? Off the hook. It's so confusing to me. <laughs> so right. Blown. She hasn't talked to anybody in days. She yeah. hasn't talked to anybody in days. I and just, no one's worried. Nobody's yeah. like, hey, you heard from Charlie? And I didn't hear that from like anybody. Me neither. <laughs> and I just feel like that day is coming very, very soon. So I just don't know how long she thinks she's going to be able to keep this away from everybody. So why not just tell them? Now? I mean, it's only two days after the last episode. But two days is a long time to not have spoken. But we to don't know what day it is either, because remember, yeah, that's Davis. Fair. Uh, we don't know if Davis <laughs> broke the door. If it took him two days to get there, or if he came right over. I I I think he came. I don't right know what over. I don't know what day it I is at Charlie's house. Anyway, all right. Thank you, Jabri. That was good. Corey, you got one. Yeah. 
uh yeah my advice is for davis man you know stay stay the course bro you 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 back in there (laughs) you you you, you about to to get the family back together again brother she gonna forget all about the whole little small cheating episode is she Um, (laughs) small cheating episode (laughs) when you bring somebody back to life they can forgive a little outside baby how old is his outside baby how old is his outside baby she's like 13 right yeah yeah but remember when you was about to die yeah that was me i was there for you <laughs> you can forgive right. that little kid there so davis my advice for david keep doing what you're doing be extra nice like you're doing now uh maybe put a, a in a braid next time instead of the ponytail she really gonna love that mm-hmm. um yeah that's actually really funny <laughs> my prediction um i'm predicting like some tension uh some serious tension between aunt vi and hollywood coming up soon man you see mm-hmm. I, at times i can see hollywood is really fed up with aunt vi being like messy <laughs> and in other people's business all the time he'd be looking at her like what you doing right now and he, he want to say something and he, i feel like he's he's gonna hit that tipping point soon when, when she keep uh jumping in other people's business and that's gonna lead to a big argument of some sort and i, I feel some t- i ain't gonna say they're gonna break up or nothing like that but it's gonna be some a tense moment coming between them too soon yeah i thought they were on the brink of it last week because aunt vi even though she was invited into the business aunt vi could very well just be like this is you guys' business you guys should work it out right she could she never missed an opportunity to be in everybody else's business and there's that that is the point back she was ready she was waiting she even yeah. said it. She was like, "Well, all that, all that being out of other people's business, gonna have to wait until next, yeah. <laughs> next time." She did. <laughs> she called a mulligan. Okay, Shanice, it's on you. My advice: uh, I was gonna say something along the line, along the lines of all of St. Joe's need to get a COVID test, but since that's already been said, I'm gonna shift. I want to focus on the way that Ralph Angel and Darla handled um, their final decision on Blue not going to dc i think that they handled it very well i was nervous i thought that it was going to cause some tension um my advice is to continue in your marriage communicating in that way it will be successful um my prediction is that i don't know i still i still think that davis and charlie have might have a chance at something i I feel like micah's gonna come home and see davis at his mama house and wonder mm-hmm. what, what's up because again he's pretty sure that davis has lona now he's gonna have to stay there so Absolutely. regardless of whatever girlfriend he may or may not have he's gonna have to be um hold up with charlie for a good little minute so i don't know i think there's lots of space and opportunity for conversations to be happening you know for some reconciliation you know um yeah personally like i said i don't mind dropping a few things off and going about your merry way take that however you want to take it um, not but... dropping it off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Drop it off and go about your business. Um, I'm cool with that. I don't necessarily want to need to see them back together, but I think I think it might happen. Listen, I hear you. I like a comeback story too. So I mean, it seems like we're all pretty invested on how this Charlie Davis thing is going to end up. Some conflicting points of view, but uh, definitely anxious to see how they wrap that in a bow. But I think with that, that takes us to our shots of bourbon. We give a shot of bourbon to who we think had the best week. I'll just go ahead and kick it off and I'll just go ahead and give my shot to Hollywood. Um, He got the the home cooked meal from Vi. He seems to be in better spirits, you know, this week than he has been 
in the last couple episodes. He, you know, found a renewed, you know, energy and, and, you know, some renewed enthusiasm for the real spot and trying to turn it virtual rather than doing it, you know, in, in the physical brick and mortar location. So way to kind of, you know, flip the script on that. So, I mean, I think Hollywood has some stuff to, to look forward to. So, and just in comparison with everybody else this week, I just really think there's nobody else who who can really uh, top that. But yeah, I'm going to give my, my shot to Hollywood. Anybody else? Right, Go ahead, Corey. Next, uh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, we already know where my shot's going. <laughs> to the, my oh, main geez. man who had an awesome week, even though he probably has COVID now. I say even though he um, caught so Ronan. I mean, don't they kind of undo <laughs> the awesome <laughs> No, because it's going to be well worth it when his family get back together, <laughs> okay. when he's back in the house and he's back with his woman. This COVID is going to be an afterthought. Um, so my shot is going to... What's wrong with you? Man, Davis. You know what I'm saying? Look, the corona, COVID ain't nothing. He's going to be good. Him and Charlie, they're going to get the quarantine together, the 14 days of rekindlement. A small oh, speed game. bump on the road to love. All day, okay. nonstop. Remind her of the good times. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> Who's next? Shawnee's. Your shot, ma'am. I was I, I was going to give Davis a shot, but he has Rona, so that that doesn't make for a, a good episode. Like you didn't have a good episode. You, have, you caught the Rona, and then I thought to myself, you know, maybe she have she didn't have the best episode, but I have an appreciation for 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 Sass. Also, I just feel like Ava just might need to take a shot and and, and, and sit down somewhere. So I'm going to go ahead and give my shot to Ava. Interesting. Just because. Just because. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay. So we have one for <laughs> one for Vi, one for Davis, one for Hollywood. This is, Jabri, this is an interesting episode. Help this is this is a very first. interesting episode. Listen, mine's gonna be interesting too. <laughs> oh hell. Okay. Well, Jabri, you're our last chance at some logic. So. <laughs> change and that's just not gonna happen like Vi's gonna be in people's business either it's okay with you or it's not right like that's pretty much what you gotta do he has he has the good demeanor you know he's friendly about reminding her about it but anyway no it's so it's not for hollywood i I think it's gotta be for davis like davis i understand davis probably has the rona but he's exactly where he wants to be like he's um you know he's been invited in he's happy to be there you know what I'm saying? His Taking his COVID notes. probably gonna be asymptomatic. You know, um, I, I feel like everything's going in his direction. I feel like you know he's gonna have one of the mildest cases ever seen. It's gonna be perfectly fine. So I think it's gonna be well worth it. Like like Corey said, you know, it's gonna be well worth it. And he's gonna be happier on the other end of his COVID than most people are. When we gave go. the shot My to Davis, Davis last week, I was thinking we it was did. gonna be well, a I'm... one-off, and now it's becoming a trend. And I don't know if I like where we're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, Panama. I'm giving my shot to Micah because Micah mm. basically didn't put anything on the table, but he didn't take anything off. And he had that one picture with a fist up in the air that's probably going to be on some get shared virally because no, he's Micah, Micah West and has funny. a lot of followers. So, you know, Micah's out wow, here doing guys. he's out here spreading awareness. 
and the Rona. And the Rona. might need a policy. I just feel like. You got like... to be actually in the episode. <laughs> you might need to be in the episode <laughs> to get be, the shot. Because yeah. yeah, I mean, to be, fair, to be fair, Davis wasn't in last week's episode, but we gave him the shot. So, I mean, we set a precedent. That's true. That's, that's true. true. We set a precedent. He was just on the phone. That's true. Yeah. At least Micah's yep. picture was in this episode. We didn't even mm. see Davis. That's why they say slippery slope. Yeah, it was a very It don't matter, though. That's why they say that. Davis won this week anyway, so we we that's two weeks in a row, Davis West. To a score of two one one one, we have Davis West with our shot of bourbon for My this man. week for the second week in a row. I don't know how clank. I feel about this trend, but the results don't lie. So clank clank, clank clank, clank clank. Yeah, and uh, that is going to wrap up this episode of Bourbon and Border Loans. Where wow, two weeks in a row, Davis West has won our shot <laughs> of bourbon and back to back, man. In this in this season, this COVID back. season of all seasons, who would have thought that Davis would be out here? I mean, and this I have to go back and check. I don't know who's who's won the most shots, but I want to say Davis probably. This is the eighth episode. Davis got two. Yeah, I mean that's twenty five percent of the game right there. Yeah, facts. So, ah, woof. Wow. I don't know what's going from there, Didn't but see that coming. That wasn't on my bingo right. card. Exact the mundo. Well, that's gonna wrap us up this week. Uh, Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks for checking us out. Uh, from, for Corey, Jabri, Janae, Shawnee, I'm Panama. One, two, three. Yeah. Take, take flight. flight. Come on, take flight. My heart will always hold a place for you. Your touch helps me find peace. Let's each I'll give my last peace to you. That's how you know it's real. Willing to grow and build something. Try.